All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 507, how are you? Hey, boys, are calling for a lot of snow next week. Good, hope so. I know I'm in the minority, but that's okay. I like the snow. Uh, we need it for the environment. We need it for lots of things. We need it for uh, snowmobiling. We need it for skiing. Heck, we need it for uh, nature. So I'm all for the snow. Now, I don't love the minus 30. But I like the snow. So hopefully get some dumps. How about a snow day for TR today? 35 centimeters. <laughs> well, that might be a little bit too much at one time, but I would even take that at this point. All you got to do is read up on how many fires are still burning, actual fires still burning in Alberta right now. That's my number one reason why I'd like more snow and moisture. So, Because you know what? I'd like to live in the summertime where it's beautiful and not be in my house all the time because the air quality is terrible because there's fires all over. That's another reason why I want the snow. So there you go. We have to think big picture sometimes. Not always the discomfort of having a shovel. And I actually don't even mind shoveling. It's kind of fun. Especially get out there early in the morning. It's crisp. Get uh, get a little workout early on. Way you go. Teaching my son now. He's got shoveling. He's looking at uh, starting his own little shoveling business, I think, next year. And they could be ready uh, to do it. So it's great. Way we go. And I can slow. Although I like shoveling, so I don't think I'll ever completely quit, but can split it. That'd be nice. It is the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where, hey, of course, I know it's NHL. Uh, it's slow few days with lots of NBA, NCAA, lots of stuff you can get at PlayAlberta.ca. So it's uh, time now for the uh, spec report brought to you by GS Construction. 
stop in as uh, GS. Uh, they are hiring for the uh, upcoming season. Uh, pipe layers, pipe layer helpers, uh, top men, top women, uh, lead hands, and more. Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction uh, as they are celebrating their 50-year anniversary later this summer. This would be a perfect time. You get hired, you get to have all the fun at the 50th. be great. So we uh, welcome... Back to the uh, program, uh, Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Uh, Speck, how you doing? I'm doing okay. What do we? Uh, what's we have to find some stuff to talk about all week? Kid. Oh, buddy, there's lots to talk schedule. about. There's one game tonight, and it's not even that good of a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's a little bit of a slow. Uh, what, what's interesting is the uh, the teams that are battling for the wild card: Nashville, St. Louis, and Seattle are all playing. Uh, in the games, in the minimal games this week, oh, funny okay. enough. So there's nine teams who, uh, who aren't on bye weeks right now. Like their bye week hasn't started yet. So they're playing the nine teams are playing today, tomorrow and Wednesday. And then, and then yesterday, excuse me. And then, uh, the other 23 will, uh, will kick things off again on the fifth or the sixth. And then those nine teams won't start up again until the 10th or the 13th. I don't think the Sharks actually start until the 13th. Crazy enough. So, but it is funny how the Preds and the Blues and the Kings and, uh, Seattle right now, the four teams battling for the wildcard spot in the, uh, in the West are all still in it. So, uh, I'll get, I'm tipping my hat to the schedule maker without knowing. Yeah, yeah. He made those games exciting in those markets. Yeah, it's pretty good work. I mean, the most interesting is clearly that LA team. Like, something's got to happen there, right? There's that team is supposed to be on the rise. It's, you know, they gave Edmonton two honest runs the last two years in the playoffs, and they're supposed to win a playoff series this year in their eyes. And then they start the year with this great start, and they look like a really good team. And, Man, they've, they've, you know, they're kind of doing what the Oilers did, but they can't get out of it. We know how the Oilers got out of it. So I'll be interested to see what happens down there, how the Kings find their way out of this thing, because they're sinking fast. Yeah. And I think the difference is it's 27 games to 12 games, right? And in fact, even when the Oilers were in the 12 game, they outshot a lot. They just gave up too many quality chances. But a lot of their underlying numbers were still okay. Uh, the Kings are getting torched five on five, and this has been a third of the season now, right? It's it's yeah, a much right. larger uh, sample. And I know there, you know, there's some people wondering, whispering about uh, Todd McClellan, really good coach for a long time. And you know what? Good coaches get fired. It happens. Doesn't mean you're suddenly a bad coach. But uh, you know, I think Rob Blake has shown patience. But you know, I, I kind of wonder here what happens going in and out of the All Star break. I think he'll still give him a little time to say, okay, let's let's just reset during that break maybe guys get away from each other exhale but i think he'll give la three or four games and if they don't change things i could see a change coming there how much is left on mcclellan's deal it's good i thought he had two i thought he signed a new deal like at this before last season yeah i thought he had two years left but i could be wrong oh i thought he signed like a longer deal because it was his second deal that in la right I thought he sounded like a four-year deal. I could be wrong, so maybe he has two years after this. But that's a consideration because Todd is, I guarantee you, he's one of the higher-paid coaches in hockey. And owners don't love paying guys four or five million bucks to not coach their team. I can say that for sure. I know it's back. He had signed a one-year contract to remain their coach through the 2024-25 season. So he's under contract for one more year after this. Oh, it's a, he signed a one-year contract. <laughs> yeah. Odd. extension kind of thing after you know yeah, he, right. he had signed well, a one year so yeah so he has this year the remainder of this year and next season oh uh, you know, whatever the point is that the owner always has a say in that but yep. 
you know what? Whoever the guy is that decided it was a great idea to sign Pierre-Luc Dubois to a big long-term deal, maybe we should be looking at his performance too, huh? Yeah, no, it's fair. You got you got to look at everything when the, when things are not going the, the way they want. And some coaching changes work out. Some coaching changes don't. Right? Uh, I, I still think any good players. You know, when Drew Doughty's calling out some of his own teammates, clearly there's some guys in that room who uh, who need to play better. There's no question. Uh, right now, Spec could be really like you would have to search super hard to find somebody whose game you didn't like right now for the Edmonton owners. They're 16 and 0. They're dominating teams uh, during this run. Uh, now they go away on a break. Uh, some guys go away. Some guys go to the all-star game. Some guys just stay home and they have a chance in Vegas. Spec, like, I actually think like, I know, oh, geez, it's the break. Well, a Vegas has the same break, but I do think the fact that it's Vegas is going to make that game a little bit more juicy because, Hey, Vegas yeah. is a team that knocked the orders out of the playoffs last year. I like to say they stole their dream. That's what they did. And you know what? There is the chance to tie a record, uh, you know, it's a nice little added bonus to it, but I just think it's it's Edmonton Vegas. I think there'll be a little extra juice in that game. I know it's only a week away, but I'm kind of looking forward to it. Oh man, are you kidding? Like, you know what? Coaches have always said coming off these breaks, it's a it's a wild card. You don't always know what you're going to get from your team for sure. Yeah. They're going to get one decent practice, and then it's dropping a puck basically. But the fact that the Oilers have this, you know, this game is to set a tie a National Hockey League record, so they will be very attentive. They're in Vegas, a team that's, what are they, are they five points up on them or six right five, now? Five up with five games in hand, the orders have. Right, so you know what? This is a team that you're kind of sort of tied with in the standings, really. So that will make them attentive. You're playing in Vegas, which you can't sleep through that game. That's one of the best rinks in the league. So you know what? This is, a gr- this is an excellent opponent. I'm telling you, if they were going in on a Tuesday night into Raleigh or into Arizona, I would tell you, I don't know what kind of game you're going to get out of the orders in that game. I think you'll get an excellent game out of the orders in this game because they're, they're for a Tuesday night game coming out of the break, they've never had one of these games where there's more to play for than there is to, uh, in this one. Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet joins us. Um, you look at that lineup spec, and uh, that was a fully healthy lineup for the Edmonton orders. And... You know, I, I saw the minutes and how everybody played, and it was pretty even. Granted, you know, they were winning the game. But, you know, like like I look at how Chris Knobloch, and I've, I've really followed how he distributes ice time in minutes. And, man, I, I think there's two – if the orders could, and it's hard, I think their first choice would to find, like, a legit second-line right winger. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a proven scorer. Because if Warren Fogel's on your third line, I think you've got a really good team. There's nothing wrong with Warren Fogel on your third line. nothing wrong with him on your second line. He's just – He's, he's never proven to be like a 20-goal scorer. So to me, that's not a proven top six player ever. So I think they would look at that. And if not, I think they're going to just look for a big right-shot center. Yeah, I think that's fair. Both of those are something you could use. And, you know, I don't think Ken Holland can go near any player out there who's making more than about $4 million bucks. Uh, I mean, after that, I think it's going to have to get really complicated in terms of maybe trying to bring in a third team. Uh, but if the right player's there, maybe you do it. But, no, I agree with you. I, it, it's kind of funny, right? The priorities, you know, I think I wrote about this the other day, the priorities of this team's trade deadline have really changed. You know, at first it had to be a goalie, and now we're not even really talking about a goalie because I think you probably can have enough goaltending between Pickard and Campbell, enough backup goaltending, that is. Uh, you know, we talked about 
uh, third line center. Well, you know what? All of a sudden, they seem to be doing fairly well on that third line. So I always kind of thought that another top six guy was a luxury, Jason, frankly. I always thought they would have greater needs than adding another top six guy. But now that we're getting closer and this team's starting to round out, the bottom six is rounding out. Uh, you know what? You solve two problems. You're bringing a right winger on the, on the second line. You push Fogel to, to your third line, and now your fourth line has got Janmark on the left side and Corey Perry on the right side, which is a damn good fourth line, right? Yeah. Ryan in the middle. So uh, I think that you got a team that's they've got less holes in them <laughs> today than they did a couple months ago. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, well, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see kind of, you know, what they do, uh, you know, with, with who's in and out of the lineup and, and everything like that. I think it's it's going to be fascinating uh, leading up to the deadline. I know they'll be, they'll be patient, but uh, I also uh, won't be surprised if they, if they look to swing big. Uh, similar, nah, I don't. I'm not expecting Matthias Ekholm big, but uh, I won't be surprised if if they look to find you know uh, one final missing piece here and, and go for it because the orders are good. I, I think that's obvious. I think the orders are good. They've rectified their biggest weakness. They've proven for over 30 games that they can play sound defense, and that's never really been done before with this group. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. I got a piece. Of, I sat down with Connor McDavid before he left for the All-Star break here, and it's going to run tomorrow. And, you know, the thrust of the piece is basically McDavid scoring less and Dreisaitl, frankly. Dreisaitl's 14th in the league in scoring. McDavid, I think, is fifth right now. Um, they're scoring less as a duo, but the team is playing so much better than they've ever played. And, you know, it, it's not – I'm not sure there's a correlation, but one of the things Connor said is, you know, we've been we've been trying to get to this point for so long where we've got everybody playing this smart defensively. We're not panicked in our own zone. He said, you know, if the offshoot is we don't have as many points, he says, man, who cares, right? He, he said, like, we're, you know, been there, done that on the Art Ross and the Hart trophies. He says, we're in here for a way bigger picture here than just winning another Art Ross. So, uh, defensively, and I'll tell you what, their best player is leading the way. Have you ever seen McDavid's game look the way it's looking right now? Uh, it's pretty solid. I think Leon Dreisel's had a really good season defense. And it's funny, uh, because they played fewer games, they're still third and twelfth in points per game. So um and, and Dreisel will you know go points on per game, yes. Yeah. Um so I tell you whatever. The yeah. point is they've been first and second for like five oh, yeah. years. Oh no, no, and yeah, <laughs> hey, I, I think you know what? Obviously their their power plays down a little bit, but uh they've both been on the ice for fewer goals against five on five. And that's yeah. that's obviously the key for for the whole team, obviously. Like yeah. during you go fourteen straight games without giving up two goals. Like, are you kidding me? So it's uh, or more than two goals, I should say. It's uh, it's been a really good run uh for them. And I, and the thing is, like it seems sustainable, Spec, because Different nights, there's different guys. Some nights it's Skinner, some nights it's Dry Subtle, some nights it's McLeod, some nights it's Hyman, some nights it's McDavid, some nights it's Ekholm. You know, you go down the list. Like there hasn't been where they've won this because they've had to rely just on McDavid and Dry Subtle to score a ton of points, or just on their power play to carry them through games, or you know what I mean. Like they've found lots of different ways to win during this streak. Yeah, only the last two games, McDavid and Dry I mean, McDavid had seven points his last two games, but. In a whole bunch of games before that, he had one point. Yes. They won all them, too. Mm -hmm. So it's a nice, you know, it's a necessary change here. Like, it's all about being repeatable, and it's all about being repeatable in May and June. And, you know, if if we're trying to repeat winning on the back of a 
29% power play, right? That doesn't have, you don't get the power plays that you did back at, you know, come the playoffs, you don't get the power plays you were getting in December and January. And if you're trying to win on the back of Connor, you know, averaging 2.6 points per game or whatever, it's not going to happen in the playoffs. So the fact that they're winning in a very sustainable way, the fact that they're winning on good goaltending, low goals against a pretty decent power play, but not one that they depend on, these, right, this is the way you can continue to win this way when the playoffs come. That won't, that stuff doesn't have to go away the way a lot of stuff does come springtime. I think the best thing is the last two games, yeah, McDavid's got seven points. The Oilers have only allowed one goal. So, uh, you know, even as so McDavid only combined for three points, they still win. Like that's, that's what I think is, uh, is impressive yep. about oh, them, sure. uh, right now. And I, I look at, you know, coming out of the break, you know, that Vegas game will obviously, I think it'll be exciting for everybody, even around the league. Like, come on, you got a chance to tie a record. There'll be people watching. Um, the oh, Kings yeah. are struggling, but the other thing is you win that game against Vegas spec, you're three points back of Vegas for home ice advantage with five games in hand. Like the game itself, outside, like the, the 17 game streaks kind of like, you know, added gravy. It's like you can get even closer to Vegas here and put yourself in a position where, which no one really thought was possible back on November 10th that you could have home ice advantage. Well, the, the division's funny because you know, Edmonton faltered, we all know. Uh, L.A. and Vegas came out unbelievably strong, and Vancouver, all three of them, got the huge head start. Then L.A. faltered. Well, they're still faltering. You know, they're, all, they're a bit in the rearview mirror now. I think they're four points back Edmonton. Edmonton's got a game or two in hand. Now Vegas, Vegas is back to playing well, but they had a span where they didn't play very well. The only team that hasn't stumbled yet is Vancouver. You know, clearly Vegas is in, is within. I mean, I think Evan is, is Evan is winning percentage today better than Vegas is. If yes. not, it's right there. Uh, well, yeah, their points percentage is higher for the first time all year. Yeah, right. So there you go. So and they're winning. You know, percentage. second place in the division is very realistic for Edmonton. It's going to be a dogfight, but it's very realistic. First place isn't yet until the Vancouver Canucks take their turn stumbling. Right at some point. The Canucks are going to stumble. And if they don't, I mean, God bless them. If they go through the whole season and they don't stumble. I know you had Sakaris on and he was yeah. telling, telling you how good they were. At some point, right, every team has a down spell. So the Oilers will have to count on one of those. If Vancouver doesn't have one, they get first place clear in a way. It's, and they've earned it. At some point, they're going to have to stumble a little bit. And then we'll see what happens. Uh, unless they're the 2023 Boston Bruins. They didn't stumble until the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, too. Yeah. And it's a different world. I yeah. mean, when's the last time the Canucks played a playoff series? Uh, probably the bubble, right? Yeah, well, uh, like Matt Sakaris, we were talking about the Mick Ribs coming back, and Matt's like, it's been 10 years. He's like, yeah, that's the last time Vancouver was relevant. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his line, right. not mine, Canucks fans. Don't shoot me. I'm just yeah, a messenger. No. Yeah. You know what's fun? The Canucks are back in it. And uh, so, too, is the absolutely obtuse Canucks fan base that comes up with some of the weirdest stuff of any fan base. I was just on Twitter before I came on the show here, and someone said they just heard a rumor Vancouver was going to trade for Crosby. <laughs> they were like, is this true? I was thinking, oh, that's you know Vancouver's back in it when you start hearing the weirdest rumors <laughs> in the hockey world coming off the West Coast. <laughs> oh, touche. Spec awesome. Oh, God, that's funny. <laughs> well, I will say this, though. I've said it before. If Pittsburgh wasn't going to rebuild, they'd trade Sidney Crosby. It's not even a conversation. 
hundred percent you do. And he would have massive value. Massive. Yeah. So you think that's going to happen, Jade? Not during the season. No, but I would, could it happen potentially in the summer if they have a conversation? You never know. I, I still think Pittsburgh is going to make the playoffs. So I don't think it'll happen, but um, I think Pittsburgh is dead and they're the slowest, oldest team. Every time the orders play them, they beat them for fun because oh, yeah. Pittsburgh can't skate. They're no. too slow. I don't know what, you know, I mean, this is a conversation for another day. What is Dubas? I know he probably just got a huge paycheck to go there. I don't know what he thought he was ever going to accomplish being the GM of that team with, with Latang and Malkin and Crosby sign and flurry, not flurry, but they want more long-term deal for an old guy there. Anyway, Letang. they got a, yeah, Latang. Anyway, they've got, they're locked in on these contracts with older players. And then he goes out and gets Carlson. I think that Pittsburgh's a train wreck. Yeah. They're on the way down big time. Well, Crosby has one more year. So, you know what? Uh, I think they kind of have to figure out. Now, I get guys, they want to stay in one place or whole org. I get it. I totally understand it. Right? Yeah. And uh, But if if they are going to rebuild, that's the piece that you move because he'll have huge value. Huge. Yeah, I think value. he'd have to. He's of the stature. Yeah, he, well, you'd have to wave it. He has an no movement clause, right? He'd yeah, have to he's wave of it. the stature where you'd, you'd have to, he'd have to say, yeah, I want to get out of here. And would Sid do that? I kind of doubt it. I know what you're saying. I mean, he's a huge chip. Imagine what you'd give up to have Crosby on your team if you were this close to getting over the top, right? Holy cow. Yeah, that would be so, huge. For sure. Huge. Thanks, Spec. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, Jake. Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. Now, when we come back, Kevin Woodley will talk some goaltending on The Gregor Show on Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation, YouTube and Facebook. Jason Gregor. Connor Halley with you. How are you? Welcome back. Monday edition of The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. I'm going to be looking at, uh, there's got to be a way to, you know, pick who you think is going to win the uh, skills competition. 12 of the best players in the league going head to head. It's going to be fun. Like it. Like it a lot. Like it a lot. Um, Let's go uh, in the room. Brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. Uh, they give back to uh, tons of uh, minor hockey and uh, other amateur sports teams, local charities, and sporting athletes. It's uh, Devo McEwen chasing the uh, Olympic dream as a bobslayer right now, courtesy of uh, Next Gen Transportation. Com. So we uh, welcome back to the program every Monday, Kevin Woodley from In Goal Magazine and uh, NHL.com. Joins us, uh, Kev, how are you? Um, d- Good, I just, can I just do yeah. a tea here? Like, uh, I heard Spec talking and there was a time there where my answer to uh, why we have some hilarious suggestions out of Vancouver would have been, you know, there's we, we have certain herbs out here that are more powerful than the rest, but it's all got it's all government regulated now, so it's all the same. So I don't even think that that works anymore. Like uh, this is just this is just who we are. We're that crazy. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, you know, there, there's lots of talk. Hey, the orders have closed the gap in the Pacific. Uh, you know, they're five back of Vegas with five in hand. Uh, they're twelve back of Vancouver, but you know, four games in hand. So they're still, yep. you know, even in best case scenario, they're still four back. But it's it's getting closer. You know, I was looking in their last twenty six starts. Skinner and uh, Demko, 26 starts. Uh, Skinner's 122, Demko's 119. Uh, Demko's faced over 104 more shots, so basically an average of, uh, you know, four more shots per game. Now, that doesn't mean they're all high quality, but still, it's four more shots uh, per game. But Skinner has a 2.02 goals against. Demko has a 2.72 
like almost like a you know 0.7 of a goal less per game. So when you look at Edmonton's game overall defensively, you always talk about environment. Um, how has the environment been in Vancouver for Demko? Well, I mean, they've been a top five defensive team in terms of high danger chances against pretty much since Rutaka took over, and that was the only the only sort of indicator that this was possible this season. And I remember saying it in the preseason, certainly not predicting what we're seeing now. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that I saw this coming at all, but they were fourth after talk. It took over in terms of that metric. And you've heard me talk about how important that is. And I just wasn't sure he could get the group to buy in that much and work that hard on defense based on what we'd seen out of them in years past, you know, from the start of a season, the whole way. And he did. And what's changed kind of within that window you're talking about relative to Skinner, as the Oilers have become one of, if not the best defensive teams in the NHL, they've started to leak a few more high danger chances here in Vancouver. I think, you know, to Speck's point about teams going through ups and downs and inevitably everyone has a bit of a dip. um, You're seeing a little bit of that right now here in Vancouver. Like it's just hard to, get everybody on the same page defensively and and defense to a large part is work rate. It's hard to grind guys for 82. And so Tockett's done a beautiful job of sort of making sure the habits don't slip, but he also recognizes in the dog days of late January into February that you can't crack that whip constantly. And so what we, what he likes that he hears out of the team here is that they recognize it themselves when it slips and that they need to stick to the standard and continue to build those habits defensively. Um, but he doesn't have to crack the whip all the time. Has it gotten looser? Yes. Are they turning more pucks over and leading to more odd man rushes of late? Yes. Sometimes Demko papers that over. Sometimes they have enough firepower to just play through it and win regardless, like we saw with Columbus, one terrible period, and then they roar back on the power play. So um, they're still finding ways to win, but the environment has not has got a little looser. And so to me, it's going to be really interesting because it is hard to keep that grind on defensively throughout the course of the season. Can they get back to that team down the stretch as the opponents get harder, or do we see more slippage? Because the only chance to me they have in the playoffs of of sort of building on this great season is if they sort of reinforce and maintain that defensive identity, which you're seeing at Edmonton too, right? Like, it's no secret. As much as the NFL's or the NHL's gotten so offensive-oriented, like the teams that manage it defensively are the ones that are having success. You can't play fire wagon hockey. Uh, not, not long-term for sure. Some games it'll happen, right? Um, you look at Vegas Edmonton games, uh, the first four last year were unreal. Uh, well, those blow, but, uh, one team was crushing the other team and then they'd, uh, switch off. Um, Sam Sonoff and the, the heaters he's on, uh, what do you make of it? Is it too small of a sample size yet? Well, you know, like, listen, uh, Ilya Samsonov has shown us that he's capable of this. Yeah. And this is really good for the Leafs in terms of, Hey, it looks like your number one goaltender is back, or at least, He's playing more like your number one goaltender last season, which buys you time with Joseph Wall. You don't have to rush him. High ankle sprains can be a tough one for goaltenders. All that work in and out of the post, it puts a lot of stress on that joint in particular. So, you know, if Wall's another week away and you need to give him another one just to make sure and Sam Solnoff's on this heater, it continues, that's great. Like this is like at the end of the day, in my mind, Joseph Wool is their number one goaltender of the future. We talked about this last week. The kid's so impressive on so many levels. Like, they've got their number one potentially for the next five to eight years. I believe that much in that kid. For Samsonov, like, it, it, it's an interesting contrast because when you hear him, he's a great story right now. You'd see Matthews give him back the player of the game award, how much the team um, supporting him has meant. He talked about the conversations with his father during the week off that they gave him. Uh, he, you know, he talked about hearing the crowd. Those are all great stories. 
But if you're relying on conversations with your dad and the roar of the crowd to find your game, like that tells me, and, you know, frankly, the video also suggests it, that the foundation technically is just a little too loose. To me, that's where you get your consistency. If you rely as much on feel and feeling good as he seems to do, inevitably it's going to slip. That doesn't mean it slips again this year. We've seen him be a number one goaltender for like most of last season for Toronto. And I think the part you have to be careful with, whether you're Toronto or another team in the offseason, is even if he does get on a heater, even if he outplays Wool, which he's capable of doing, when you hear those types of comments and see the ups and downs, to me, that's buyer beware long term. Uh, fair enough. Um, some sleeper trade options, not necessarily for Edmonton. No, yeah, let's per, be clear. We're se. not trying to. We're not yeah. trying to change things. Yeah. Um, because obviously Skinner's not going anywhere, and I think right now the, the orders are they're fine with their backup situation and and their depth even in the minors uh, if if something happens to, to Pickard. But who are some sleeper trade options you think for goalies? Like who should teams that are looking for a goaltender or a backup who should they be looking for? Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, if we think of sort of, uh, I mean, there's obvious candidates, right? Like David Rich is on a heater right now. The Kings need him, right? Like, so he's not going anywhere. Um, Alex Lyon continues to have success with the Detroit Red Wings. Like there's a guy that got the Florida Panthers into the playoffs last year, was then deemed exposable. Like for all the talk about Billy Huso, and, and I know he's hurt, but James Reimer, like all the other options Detroit went out and got, Alex Lyon has been not just their best goalie, but he's got the fourth best adjusted save percentage in the entire National Hockey League right now. And he's been even better than that of late. So, like, there's a guy that I believe is on a short-term deal, but if you're Detroit, you're not getting rid of him. Some of the other names that I think it might surprise people to see how much success they're having this year, you know, especially when you compare it to the raw numbers, Anthony Stolarz. Uh, again, the Panthers know how important depth can be, so I don't know that they're making any moves. But from the start of the season on, you know, he's top 10 in adjusted save percentage. That's an underlying metric that tends to have success elsewhere. Um, you know, so, well, you know, what happens if Spencer Knight is ready to return in Florida? I haven't even checked on him in the American League, but if he starts going well, might they be tempted um, to make a move on Stollers, who has been a pretty solid goaltender and really good this season? Capo Kakinen surprisingly to everyone, I think me included, when you look at the raw numbers, you think no chance. Again, really impressive relative to environment when it comes to adjusted save percentage. I was going to go throw Peter Morazic on that list, but obviously Chicago Blackhawks see the same thing. Uh, I, he's he's a guy that I think is is a really good bad team goalie, but I have questions about how good he can be on a good mm-hmm. team anyways. Yeah. But they, they've doubled down with an extension there. So, you know, he doesn't have to worry about being a, te- a goalie on a good team for a little while yet. Um, those are some of the names I think, Jason, that like, you know, to me, teams aren't probably don't see them in that light because the raw numbers are ugly. But when you adjust them for the environment, uh, you know, they've been really good. They might be guys that end up on, on a list somewhere as we head closer to the deadline a month from now. Again, no Oilers fans. We're not saying for your team because they, as you said, they seem fine. But for teams that do look for more help, they might be good options. Uh, I read your article uh, in regards to uh, unique ways teams are doing to, to get rest for their goaltenders. Now, I was looking at Stuart Skinner, and he started 33 out of, out of games so far this year. And and we kind of came up with a number. If, if he plays 55 to 57, that means he'll start, you know, 22 to 24, their final 37 games. Now, in the month of April, they got a lot of back-to-back, so, you know, he's going to get some rest there anyway. And so I look at it, in 73 days – he would start at most, I would think, 24 games. That's not a, like, that's, you know, that's, it's not a lot, but, 
Um, are there unique ways you think the orders, you know, like what you, you, I know that bringing in an extra goalie on some practice days definitely can, can be one that you can help, even if it's a university goalie or whoever, what are some other unique ways to get goalies rest? Well, let's start with practice goalies because that's definitely one. And there are some unique twists on that happening around the league, including here in Vancouver, where they've got a kid, Roman Bazran, who was in the ECHL last year. Um, there's a kid who was in the dub, went to uh, CIS or, Can- or like uh, Canadian University for a year. At the end of that season, he ended up turning pro and going and playing. Um, I think he played like 11 games in the ECHL. Couldn't get a gig in the summer. He ends up here as a practice goalie. And the difference, this is nothing against the CIS goalies because I think they're exceptional. And some of them get, I think we have conversations about undrafted goalies in the States and we should take a look at some of these kids because they're, they have legit pro upside. Logan Thompson's a prime example. Um, but there's just something players, you know, players want to shoot on a, a, on a pro goalie, right? And so the fact they've brought in a designated practice goalie here in Vancouver that Rick Tockett is talking about bringing him on the road for some of those travel days so that, you know, on a day when his starter played the night before, maybe in the next day in practice, he comes out, he gets work with the goalie coach and he gets off. Um, they've done that with Demko a bunch here as opposed to being out there for another 200 shots in practice. So that's one option. The other unique one, and I think this speaks to the back-to-back, Jason, and Montreal's done this. And, hey, listen, uh, Rick Tockett also told me when I ran this by him that he would consider this for Demko if his roster allowed it. little tougher in Edmonton where, where Bakersfield's a longer trip and cap space may be an issue. But if you had a third guy, if you could get a guy on the roster, we've seen a team and a couple teams this year Actually, on the second end of that back-to-back, if you know you're not putting Stuart Skinner in, even if he wants to go skate with the goalie coach in the morning, give him the rest of the day off. Give him the night off. Because you say that's that's a day off. That's a night off for him. He's not playing that game. But he's still getting there three hours early. He's still, he's still going through. He has to warm up his body. He has to warm up his mind. He has to prepare to play. Talk to number ones around the league. They don't do it the same way. Mm-hmm. But there's an energy toll there. There is a real energy toll. And I had a few guys, actually quite a few, that did want not want to ask for this on the record. They didn't want their name attached to it. But off the record, they said absolutely they would benefit from not dressing in that second half to back-to-back. Now, Alexander Georgiev did it for Colorado already this year. The Flyers did it with Carter Hart when they had three. And Montreal took it a step further. On the second half of back-to-back with three goalies, there was one in where they went Florida-Tampa Bay. The the goalie they knew was going to start in Tampa Bay – left the team early so he wouldn't have to arrive in the middle of the night or at, at one in the yeah. morning with the team. And he got to the hotel early on another one. They went back to back Buffalo, the back in Montreal. They left the goalie that was starting back home in Montreal at home while the rest of the team went to Buffalo to play that game. So, you know, again, may not apply apples to apples to the Oilers, but if there's any with long travel where you're getting in at three in the morning, Casey DeSmith said for that Demko, when they went to Calgary for the second end of back to back, I think it was December 23rd, they got in at three in the morning. He's like, that's my job. Terrible travel day. But, and, and I, that's the gig. That's what I do. But I think it probably would have benefited Thatcher just to stay home that day, not to have to be part of that horrific travel and get up the next morning, even if we didn't morning skate, but then get his body ready to play just in case he had to go in the next day. So it's small, but there are ways it's, you know, it's more of an NBA sort of load management thing. And this is hockey and you're supposed to old goalies all said, you got to be there for the team. But privately they admitted they might benefit from a few nights off. So you can fit it on the roster might be something worth considering. Well, I've talked about the the orders don't want to risk putting Calvin Pickard on waivers. I think he'd get claimed right now for sure. Yep. Um. So if they were ever going to call Jack Campbell up to give him a look, they're going to have to carry three goalies. Is is the only way it would work, right? So, um, it's uh, unless there's an injury somewhere. So I would. Uh, 
It's, it's, you know, so I guess if they did that right around a, a back-to-back situation, then you could give Stuart Skinner that extra day's rest that you're talking about. So is now, it is it good? is it a make or break thing? No, no. but we're looking for increments no. of rest, and I think a lot of people look at the second end of back to back, and they say, "Well, he's not playing anyways," and they don't recognize there is an energy system toll taken on that goaltender, even if he's not playing. Yeah, the orders are lucky. They're back to backs this year, like L.A. Anaheim next, then they've got a Seattle afternoon game, and then so they fly home. They'll be home at ten o'clock. Then they play Pittsburgh the next day. Then they have two sets of back to backs where they're at home both nights, so there's no travel. They only have the one where they have a Colorado Cal. Calgary, that one's that one's tough. Although, no, that's not true. It's home to Colorado in Calgary, so that's not even. They wouldn't travel till the if they'd leave after the game. They're into Calgary and home, and it's really the only their last one, Arizona, Colorado. So even though they have eight back to backs, they have none that are really tough travel days. So, but well, it, see, listen, you got to be careful. With this you start telling people in Vancouver how easy the Oilers' schedule is, you're going to have the lunatic fringe coming at you with conspiracy theories. Uh, well, hey, the Canucks have a nine game homestand coming up, so I'm sure the Canuck fans will be talking about that one. So. Kev, great stuff as always, man. We appreciate it. Have a good day. Thanks, Jason. Have a good week. That's uh, Kevin Woodley from Ingo Magazine, NHL.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got the uh, oil report. Some numbers for you to make you smile. Next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you on a lovely Monday. Late night. Hey, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Twitter fans, catch up. Catch up on your sleep. Catch up on your family time this week. You don't really have to worry about any games. Although I guess, hey, you're a hockey fan. You're probably watching. There was one game tonight, uh, two tomorrow, three on Wednesday. Uh, all the uh, the teams right now battling for the final two wildcard spots, the Kings, the Blues, Kraken, and who am I missing? Preds are uh, all playing. So you could uh, watch it. Of course, uh, NBA action, some uh, some big games this week as well. So uh, enjoy that. Uh, Oil Kings, too, coming up. Big game yesterday, big win for them. Big comeback against the Wheat Kings was nice. Uh, let's get to the Oil Report now, brought to you by VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. They just won their 13. Excellence Award in overall sales and customer service. Great vehicles, better service. 
volvocarsedmonton.com. And uh, for those of you that, you know, you, you sit back and you're wondering, oh, okay, geez, well, they're good, but it's a 16-game heater. And everybody keeps asking, is it sustainable? Well, as I always say, no no one's winning 24 out of 27. That means you'd win 72 games all year, okay? So we can we can be realistic about that and say, hey, no, that's uh, it's probably unlikely. But the Edmonton Orders are the number one team in the NHL since November 10th. And and actually, I, I could probably go back even farther uh, than that. And uh, they're the number one team since uh, November uh, uh, 4th, in fact. Even when you add in some of their bad games. Because they've been playing so well since. I think the, the last time the Orders didn't have the best points percentage in the NHL, you got to go all the way back, even since November 1st. So that's how, how bad their start was. They still, since November 1st. You got to go back to to uh, Halloween was the last time the Vancouver Canucks uh, had a better points percentage uh, than the Edmonton Oilers from then until now. So that's a uh, that's a uh, that's pretty impressive, I would say. Right, November first, best points percentage in the NHL. There uh, and and the, th- the crazy part is is their goals against average. It's uh, it's second best in the league in that time span. Uh, their goals for fourth best. When was the last time the Oilers had a better ranking goals against than goals for mm, like maybe never you know, go to, like, honestly <laughs> to look well I guess when there are some of those bad teams maybe sure but there's a really good ranking defensively and a really good ranking offensively their, uh, their power play in that time is 27.7% which is uh, fourth best uh, their penalty kill is also fourth best at 85. They've been good for a long, long time. Longer than just 16 games. So enjoy the time off, but uh, don't forget this has not just been a 16-game heater. That's 37 games for the Orders. Very, very strong uh, last three full months for the Edmonton Orders, and uh, they'll look to continue it in February. Tomorrow we are going to break down even more in depth on the uh, schedules, some uh, some tweaks you can look at and you can read along because I will publish it so you can look and you can read along and we can dissect things that are pros and cons. So enjoy that. Uh, speaking of cons, let's get to the comment on a sports 1440 update brought to you by Douglas Mattress. Uh, Name Canada's best mattress on Canadian living. Loved by more than 200,000 Canadians and uh, lots of five-star reviews. And you can get yours right now online. Go to douglas.ca slash Oilers Nation. Get the rebate. Good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 